I had no idea she was that much of a legend out here, you know? <laughs> she was, she walked me through the alley, you know, she was explaining to me these murals and like, and like she pointed out which ones she did, you know? And, and like, I had never been to this alley before, you know, and, and I saw the ones she did and like, you know, like I didn't see any other ones, you know, but those were obviously like ones that I always see people crowding around. That was Fredo Uribe, a milkman who runs the Los Lecheros label. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Welcome to our Valentine's Day 2022 podcast. In this episode, we get to know Fredo. He was born in Oakland and raised in Pinole. His neighbors ran a milk delivery business, and soon, young Fredo was doing runs into San Francisco with them. He got to know the city this way. Eventually, after delivering milk for years, Fredo met Lucia Ippolito Gonzalez, a muralist and our guest on this show back in 2020. The two lovebirds hit it off over a meal neither of them ate much of, and the rest is history. In 2021, they welcomed their daughter to this world. We'll hear all about Fredo launching his Lucheros label in Balmy Alley, which happened at the Lover's Lane event over this last weekend. And we'll end this podcast as we do this season, with Fredo and Lucia's thoughts on what it means to still be here in San Francisco. Here's Fredo. Hey, well, uh, my name is Alfredo. Um, I'm from the Bay. You know, I was born in Oakland, raised in Pinole. Um, you know, I went to high school in Pinole. You know, uh, I, I grew up uh, playing soccer mostly, and I was really into sports, you know, uh, and my father was all, you know, always working, a working man, you know, hardworking. And um, we lived next door. My neighbors, they were also, you know, a hardworking family, you know, and they had a milk, this milk company. So, uh, you know, they had a dairy delivery, you know, dairy products, eggs, butter, yogurt, milk, you know, uh, anything, you know, cheese, everything, you know, so. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, and they distributed milk and, and these products in the city. And uh, Okay. And, you know, and that's how I got into the milk business, you know, by uh, living next door to them. And and they would always, you know, we would always, you know, they had a, a, a son and we'd always, you know, hang out. And um, and that's just like, you know, we just started working together out here in San Francisco. So, OK. Yeah. So you came up in like in the 90s, would you say? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Did, so you and you were running you were on those runs to the city back then. Yeah, like we'd go at a young age with him, you know, early mornings, we'd start like at 3.30 in the morning, you know, and we'd be out here, you know, and loading up the truck and getting ready to go out to downtown. And the sun wasn't even up yet, you know? So so it, it was just something that I fell in love with, you know, working with coming out here early and, and no one's up yet, you know, we're the first ones out here working, you know, we're distributing all this milk all over the city, the financial mm-hmm. district, the peers, the abs, the mission. The mission. You know, mm-hmm. and the mission was my route eventually. So, okay, um, what was the city like? I mean, I, I specifically at that time, I, I I know what you're talking about. Like, it's kind of like those holidays when the city just empties out, and you're like, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but also, you know, in the '90s, obviously, it was it was a way different place. What was it like for you? Like, and also, I mean, you you're from the area, but you you weren't yet living in the city. So, like, what was it like to come to San Francisco? It was, it was always like, you know, like just 
everything here at your, you know, fingertips. You know, you wanted to go get tacos, you wanted to go get Chinese sushi, whatever you want. It's right here, you know. It's just like there's a lot of uh, art out here as well. You know, a lot of culture, and then more and more so in the mission district. You know, like you'd be out delivering everywhere, but at the end of the day, you wanted to be in the mission area to come eat and come have your lunch. You know, because this is where all the flavors at. You know, so. <laughs> In more ways than one. For sure, for sure. But that's yeah. an interesting question because for me growing up in the city, I feel like I witnessed day to day the changes living here. But for you, like coming from the East Bay, coming from Oakland and Pinal, like did you feel like you saw a difference growing up versus now in the city? Yeah, well, I mean, like, like I mean, for sure. I mean, the technology is a lot different now. Like back then, you wouldn't see people walking around with headphones on, and, mm -hmm. yes. and now everyone's in their own own world. Like yeah. you know, you could be downtown, and, and no one will even look at you because they're in their own world. People you know, don't even say good morning. Back then, it was for sure more. You know, people yelling at each other, taxi cabs. You know, all these <laughs> kind of things that you don't see now. Like really, you know. But, yeah, and what about? I mean, gentrification was happening back in the '90s for sure. But I feel like it's it was nothing compared to what was coming like a, yeah. like starting a decade ago. The old uh, company used to be right off of Fourth Street, mm -hmm. which is um, now uh, the Creamery. You know, I don't know if you know the Creamery right by the train station. Oh yeah, yeah. So this was well, you know, before like you're saying before everything was coming up, this was all like you know the warehouse would get broken windows all the times, and the alarm would be going off, and then and then the ballpark got built, you know, and then. And then that brought everything up. So, you know, and then that brought more people around, you know, more more traffic and mm -hmm. more buildings being built. And, you know, so that area yeah. changed. Yeah, I saw that area change for sure a lot. You know, right? Yeah, I, I moved here in year 2000 and uh, some friends got me connected with uh, 330 Rich. For there was like a, there was like a, a dance night over there called pop scene and so right when i moved here i was going to that part of town i think it was like every thursday night and it was like the there was the ballpark and that was kind of it <laughs> and then now right and then like f fast forward even a couple years from then and it's it, it just like kind of exploded so yeah. and, and then we'd always come out to the games like you know like um my neighbor you know they they had tickets because they live right you know they had their company was right by the ballpark so when they were building it they got i think they had like season tickets or like they had their seats there you know every time so we'd go and watch the game this is when barry bonds was playing you know and hitting all his home runs you know so it was you know i i fell in love with the city the whole like you know even though i wasn't from the city you know like it was like i felt like you know it was it was a lot of a lot of uh, uh just culture here everyone was proud to be from the city you know and did you already from, what, what was that sorry did you already feel yourself being pulled here or were you still just like no i i'm like i'm i'm east bay but yeah no for sure like i felt myself being pulled here like you know like because I, I worked here like i was here most of the time like i was here early mornings and then i'd try to get out by the time traffic started you know hopefully by <laughs> 1 12 i'd be on the bridge you know but a lot of the times I'd be like, oh, I want to stay in the city and just hang out and be at the places that I was delivering at, you know, because, you know, there's a lot of places that just look nice and yeah, and, and just the arts and just many things, you know, restaurants I wanted to try out and 
things like that. But. It's I'm jumping ahead a little bit in your story, but you know, it's it's interesting to me. You were delivering, but it's almost like you were being delivered to the city, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. I was I was like, you know, getting to know the city cafes that I still can go to now and get my free coffee that I, they always gave me, you know, like during my routes, you know. So it was a uh, it was I, I could tell you what what coffee spots are good, you know. <laughs> Right on. That's a good, that's a good way to get yeah, to know yeah. a city. And that's like, for, for me, that's one of the things, I mean, obviously we still have a lot of cafes, but compared to 20, 30 years ago, oh, yeah. I mean, it was like, there was like two or three on every block. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah. my company that I worked with, it was, it was called uh, Guilt Edge Creamery. Mm-hmm. And we mostly delivered, we were a small business. So we delivered to local, like small, you know, cafes and, and small restaurants and, and things like that, you know? Yeah, that's a great way to get to know a city. Yeah. So, um, well, quickly, I wanted, because we were talking about then Pack Bell Park, but, um, and how much you loved going to games. Before that, like, did you ever go to games at Candlestick or the Coliseum? Like, where, you know, where, where, where was your, did you have a baseball allegiance before I that? I didn't go to too many baseball games. You know, my family was all like Raider fans and my uncles and, they're all diehard Raider fans, but like, you know, I wasn't too much of a Raider fan. Like I played soccer a lot my whole life, you know, so I was more in, into soccer and, and I come out here to play soccer all the time, you know, out here in the city over here at, at Geneva park and Hughes are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, you know, we'd be around here a lot, you know, and, but you know, like I'm telling you, my neighbor, he was really into sports and, and they were more into, you know, into the Giants and the Niners. And so I'd, I'd tag along with them to go to the Giants games. We didn't go to Candlestick much, but it was mostly just all the Pac-Bell games, you know? Right. And Snow and, you know, that, that whole gang right there. Yeah. And the 2002 World Series. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, we actually came out here to party when they won. So, like, when they won, we were all in the streets. And he was, you know, burnouts and all that. You know, it was it was like, you know, it was, it was cool, you know, because I, I worked in the city. So I felt like, all right, let's go celebrate out there, you know? Yeah, 2010. That was, man, that was something else. Uh, Okay, cool. Well, let's, which happened first? You two met or you moved to the city? Uh, We met first. So let's hear that story first. So we started, you know, we were like, we met, um, uh, I I wanted her to do some art for me, you know, for my, for my company, for my lecheros, you know, and, and I had these ideas in my head about what, you know, I wanted to do, you know, and, and and I reached out to her and asked her, you know, if she'd be willing to draw up some things for me. And she, and she was willing to, if you know. So we met up out here in the mission area. How did you hear about her, Fredo? How did um, you hear about Lucia? I, we went, I think, randomly through the internet. You know, like we, I came across her page, and um, and I liked her art. I saw she was a screen printer. I'm a screen printer as well. So I was like, oh, oh nice. you know, that's something we have in common for sure. Right. You know, so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he hand screen prints all his work. I don't know if we said that already, but Brad, thing is like outsourced. I mean, he yeah, I'm I'm listening, but I'm hella distracted. Oh my goodness! Remind me what her name is. Well, we call her Lulu, but her name's Lupita Louis. Lupita Louis, hi Lulu! Oh my god, (laughs) ridiculous. Let's go back quickly to that story. So, so you reached out to Lucia for to do some art for your, okay. 
And then he and started th showing up at my at the mural I was doing on Twenty Fourth and Cap, the uh, Alto al Fuego in La Misión, because he was yeah. doing his route. And uh, <laughs> and I just pop up, you know, and I'd see if she was up there on the scaffold, and then and she and then I take my break, you know, and I'd walk up there with her. And, and know, yeah, just... he went up the scaffold <laughs> a couple times, and he bought us some milk crates so we could stick because painters always use milk crates to yeah. stand on, so right? And keep painting. So I was like, let me get some milk crates. <laughs> yeah, who wants to go first about the first time y'all met in person? I'll go. <laughs> uh, you go. Let's hear um, it. Well, we met up to talk about the design he wanted. And uh, I met him on 24th in York where he parked his milk truck. Or I guess he had dropped off your milk no, truck yeah, already. I just got off of work. But I was still in like all my milk. He was in his work, milk you know? attire. <laughs> I smelled like milk. <laughs> yep. And uh, I took him to eat at my favorite torta spot, Los Picudos. And we like barely ate because we were so like, I don't know, <laughs> in love. No, <laughs> I guess they were both a little nervous. And uh, and I brought a little sketch pad and, um, and we like jot down some ideas and, uh, and yeah. And then, and then I, and then he walked me back to through Balmy and I oh, yeah. showed him a couple yeah. of my murals. Did you already, Fredo, did you already know about those murals and that they were... No, not at all. I had no idea she was that much of a legend out here, you know, when I was talking. Yeah. She, was, she walked me through the alley, you know, she was explaining to me these murals and, and like, she pointed out which ones she did, you know, and, and like, I had never been to this alley before, you know, and, and I saw the ones she did and like, you know, like, I didn't see any other ones you know but those were obviously like ones that i always see people crowding around you know and, mm -hmm. and you know little by little i started realizing like wow like her murals are the most popular murals in this alley like you know <laughs> but yeah no yeah it was it was a good uh first meeting you know we met like she's saying we barely ate because we were trying to talk i was too nervous to eat in front of her you know it was like my first time meeting her so i just like let's just talk business you know i'll probably eat this later or something you know but uh, yeah um, is it fair to say butterflies on both sides a little bit yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> right on. hey this is our valentine's episode so no shame it's oh, a beautiful yeah, story yeah when, when was this like what year 2019 oh okay yeah because i okay, was um, pre-covid yeah it was pre-covid and i was working on the world so um, but when I started drawing stuff for the Lecheros, like, it just was a nice break for me because I feel like most of my art, even though it has some humor, sometimes it's mostly very, like, political and, and serious. Mm -hmm. And every time me and him would talk of ideas or he told me what he wanted me to draw, it was always, <laughs> it was always like, really funny, you know, like, like, just the whole milkman story to me is hilarious you know so it's like it's just and there's so many different puns you can do you know yeah and just, now we're talking i love puns going just all these different, i mean sometimes me and him stay up late just like laughing in bed like thinking of all these different <laughs> ideas we could do for milkman and then now for this event he's collaborating with clover oh nice and and so they're the masters of puns let's be honest yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean. and we were like what could we do for this event 
that would, you know, collaborate with Clover. And we are also collaborating with Mission Loteria. Yeah. We made a El Lechero Loteria card. So I was like, what if we do like Loteria? Down. <laughs> 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 it's like super dorky. And he was like, I love oh. it. He's like, let's do a Valentine's theme. Like, instead of mi único amor, you know, let's do mi único amor. Uh, and so now he's come up with this, like, really cool, like, design that's uh, Lecheros and Clover, mi único amor. And wow. they want to buy a bunch of shirts. And who knows, maybe it'll be a billboard. But... <laughs> Someday. It'll be a billboard. Yeah. Wait, so let's let's back up a little bit. Uh, Fredo, let's hear the story of Lecheros. Oh, you haven't gotten there yet? No, no. I mean, we were talking about just, you know, being out here and, uh, you know, with the tone. And, but, uh, well, it's, yeah, so delivering out in the city, you know, that's how it started. You know, I'd, I'd have my route, you know, and I'd, every spot, you know, you get to know the, the chefs in the back, you know, the prep workers, the cookers, the baristas, you know. And um, and every time I'd come in somewhere early morning, they'd be like, oh, the lechero, or, you know, or like, you know, some little joke, they'd be like, oh, hide your wife, the milkman's here, you know, or... <laughs> And then, so like every every place I went to, it was something a little different. So I was like, all right, so you know, I'm gonna make my own, you know, my own shirt that says Lechero on it, you know, so they can know I'm here, you know, or something. Isn't it always like when when the kid looks like the mom but not the dad? They always say it's the milkman, yeah. right? <laughs> so that exactly. So that's why they're like, oh, it's the milkman. You heard the stories of the milkman, and you know, and every time I go, I'm like, yeah, they're all true, you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, like that, you know, started. I started wearing my own uniform, really. Like you know, I'd make my own clothing, and I'd say lechero on it on the back, my like jackets, and mm -hmm. little by little, people would ask me if they're in company jacket, and I'd be like, no, well, it's my company jacket, you know. And, and um, and they started, you know, people would ask me for some little by little, you know. So I'd sell one jacket here, sell one jacket there. <laughs> uh. But it's also just cool because it's like, especially in the mission or like where his family's from in Jingletown in Oakland, you know, Fruitvale. There's just so many areas like uh, Latino neighborhoods in the very area. And I feel like most, I mean, the milkman, like it's a myth story for everybody, right? It's a funny right. story for everybody. But I feel like with Latinos, it's like, a lot of Latinos we see walking around like, oh, the lechero, like they, they love it. You know, like it, it's so, because there's so many more tales, mm -hmm. especially like in our like Mexican culture, there's like a lot of tales and it's just, it's just like, it's so, it's so nice to like see people on the street, see something on, and they laugh, you know, and they, they relate to it. And everyone will have a story about it, about the lechero. Like they'll be like, oh, back when, you know, I was in Mexico, the, the lechero would come out you know, come to your house and give you the milk. And and uh, so it brings back a lot of memories for some people, you know, it, like it milk, they have some type of related milk story, you know. I love it. And 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 the milk, the lechero would take the empties, right? Yeah, yeah. From the last time, yeah. Sure. And it's it's like, you know, to, to bring back something old fashioned, like it's just, it's not just nostalgic. I feel like it's also like, you know, you're symbolizing something that we don't have anymore right and like we don't have a lot of those kind of things anymore we don't have somebody was just talking about oh well, we don't have doctors coming to your house we don't have anybody coming yeah. to your house anymore and it's like bringing that back but also symbolizing the working man you know and like and how it's hard to get up at 
three in the morning every day just to make a living, you know, just to drive around the city, just to be a service, you know? And yep. I, I think that's an important like symbol too. Mm-hmm. But, but you're not just a clothing brand though. You see, he no, started yeah, yeah, as a t-shirt sure. and you're doing other things. Yeah. I mean, like you're saying, it represents like the hard work of man and, and that's, you know, like, well, I was going to say, it's also, it's not just a service. It's not just a product, but it's like, it's a human connection, right? Yeah. You're going out and exactly. you're... and and a lot of people, like she was saying, like, it's an old service or old, like, when I tell people, like, oh, I'm a milkman, they're like, they're surprised. They're like, oh, like, they don't know we still exist. Kind of like, you know, like <laughs> yeah, it's a it's myth, like, you know, it's but, like a dinosaur. but yeah, there's still people that got to deliver your milk, you know, and that like human interaction, like that's yeah. so much what's missing and a lot of the things that, we do. That's what was the main thing with our company is we were a small company that tailored to, you know, we were we were personally there for you. You know, we they got to know the milk, their own milkman, and was like, you know, like some people would give me a Christmas, you know, because we were like cool like that, you know, we, we right got to on. know personally, and it was like because I'd be there when no one else was there. Sometimes they'd give me the key for a place that you know I just come in, drop off the milk, and then I'll see them later, you know. Yeah, trust. Yeah, exactly. the tr- trust is another big part of it for sure. And the company that he works for, like he knew. I mean, obviously his his best friend's father and and his best friend's mother like ran it, and then now I mean now it's bought out, right? Yeah, now now they don't. You know they don't. Um, it, it moved. It moved from the city. You know now they're in Berlin game when the whole COVID happened. And, you know they they got. But I think but you left because you felt like it wasn't that deep of like a connection anymore because it was bought out right like you well yeah yeah for sure it wasn't having it didn't have the same owner so it didn't have the same touch you know and the clients know when it's not the same owner you know yeah and um but i think that's part of what led to like his new idea which is possibly creating a lecheros coffee shop in our alley and we, and not really a coffee shop. We kind of want to do like, like we want to get like either a small little truck or a bike that like, you know, you can kind of deliver the milk, but people come to it. And we also want to have like a kind of an art gallery in his shop. And, um, and I feel like that, you know, cause so there's so many people in the alley already, like looking at murals and, you know, people are going to coffee shops on 24th street and it seems it just seems so like not connected anymore because they're just going in and ordering off their phone and going to pick up and you can't yeah. even like like I went into one I'm not even gonna mention which one anymore because I don't want to name drop but it's like I go in and I used to go all the time and now there's like the baristas it's like they don't even want to have a conversation anymore they're just like you know so it's like we want to have bring that back more of like a and we want to sell things like arroz con leche like a champurado, cafe con leche, cafe de la olla, things like more humble, more, you know? Yeah. I think that, that's sure. like, I just wanted to express that because I don't think Lecheros is just a clothing brand. Like it's okay. with shirts. Yeah, he, no, but it's a service. Like you're saying, it's a person. Like, like when we went to this coffee shop and we were like, there was probably so many phone orders online, but they didn't take care of us that were face to face there, you know? I know, all my coffee was getting yeah, cold. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, <laughs> they'd rather take care of the, yeah, for sure. Their coffee was there getting cold while ours could have been like, you know, but. Let's hear about what's happening. Uh, what's going on in Balmy Alley on February 12th, 2022? Well, it's the Lecheros like 
I mean, he's he's shown stuff on Instagram and been at events before, but this is kind of like his official drop or like like product launch, you could mm-hmm. say, because um, because a lot of the stuff Fredo's been working on already is kind of going to become like there, there's going to be like a package deal for all of it. Should I show him the? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's see. And it. it's, uh, so I've been doing just a lot of prepping for like a, a release. You know, I got I got these coins made. You know, we had this milk money series. And this is Damn. like his milk bank, where uh, it's a piggy bank, but it's for your milk money. Oh my and god! It tells the story of the lechero. So it starts like you know the the lecheros, you know, taking his milk out the car, and he he arrives to the house and, and he has, and he happens to make love with the housewife. <laughs> and I, this was actually the thing I first drew for him. Yeah, this is what we had to discuss. So. <laughs> so That's what came out of that lunch that y'all didn't eat. And then okay. of course came the hijo de lechero, the, the afterwards out came the boy, which is mm-hmm. funny because I was drawing this and the drawing I was referencing was actually a girl. And I was like, no, it has to be a boy. And then we had a girl. <laughs> yeah. But um, so it's his release. And it's like the Mission Loteria and him are collaborating to do a raffle. So the raffle is going to have three prizes. And like the main prize is you get the milk bank, but there's going to be like uh, the milk money, the actual stack of milk money he's made, a milk coin that's a real coin, and then a hoodie. And a, a milk money hoodie, a milk money shirt, a beanie, and a sticker pack, and a magnet, right? Yeah, and a and poster. A, and, a, and a poster. So, yeah. so like the whole package of a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then we haven't decided the other two prizes, but I think one of them is going to be um, a live paint, a, a painting that Pancho Pescador live paints, and we might have somebody else do the third prize. But um, but overall, it's get, we're kind of going to be in the center in the alley with kind of the main clothing. And then there's going to be like a lot of baked goods around us, the kind of, you know, cookies and milk and donuts and milk, mm-hmm. cake and milk. And then there's a lot, there's a couple other food vendors. And then there's a lot of different artists who are vending their own art that we wanted to kind of come together and support. But also like all of them are going to have an activity that's you know related to the love theme i mean the lechero is like kind of the symbol of the lover right so it's like for valentine's day everybody has you know love somebody has love potions somebody has like a tarot reading couples caricatures like there's a lot of stuff for kids and adults to do because we wanted to make it like interactive and fun Mm -hmm. and we're gonna have games at our station too and um and clover is gonna be there with like their big truck and they're going to be giving out um products so um what else? there's gonna be a couple low riders the djs are playing all oldie sets yes yes <laughs> oh, love it so it's gonna be i think right in line with like sort of what both of you you guys are doing it's like it's gonna be a community event right it's about bringing people together for sure yeah and, and food and art and yeah, clothing drinks, art, music. Um, and, you know, there really hasn't been anything during COVID for like kids and adults to go do outside really, especially in the mission. You know, mm-hmm. Cotton of all has been canceled for two years. I think this year is going to happen though, but. 
but it's um you know i think this is just really exciting for Bretto just to be like showcasing his stuff to the community because we we were in um a recent event showcasing different streetwear i don't know if you heard it was at brava and oh yeah the first time that i mean fredo has been in my like block i've done two block parties since we've been together and he had his stuff out there but this is but other than this brava thing this is like the main showcase he's done in the city yeah. we're gonna have all my things really on display and and like a rack with some shirts and jackets a bunch of things that i've accumulated over time you know like Mm -hmm. I haven't really had a place to showcase them or, or sell them all in one area. You know, I've had people ask me, but you know, just this is like kind of the first official, like you know. It's been tough the last couple of years. Yeah, let's yeah. be honest, right? Um, and so, for folks listening to this, um, whether or not they made it to the alley that day, how do they find you, and how do they find what you're selling? Uh, Lechero SF is the uh, Instagram. And uh, loslecheros.com is the website. And they can buy stuff on the website? Uh, yeah, you can buy stuff on the website. I have, uh, I'll have uh, more things up there after the event. I'll have uh, beanies up and jackets and hoodies and shirts. Mm-hmm. Right on. Uh, if you guys have a couple more minutes, there's something I'd like to to end with. It's what we're doing with with all of our guests on the podcast this season. Uh, our theme this season is we're still here. And I think what you both do and what we're doing February 12th um, speaks to that. But I want to hear, uh, Fredo, from you. What does it mean to still be here in San Francisco? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's it, it means a lot. Like, it, it's, it's crazy to be so close to everything that I used to be delivering, you know, like I, all these restaurants and cafes. Now I can just walk outside and I'm here. You know, I used to have to get ready back in the East Bay, like a whole, you know, day before I want to head out to the city, you know, and now I could just really hop out and, you know, we're out here. So it, it's really like, like the, you're, you're, all the things that are accessible to you is, is more than the East Bay, you know? Like, yeah. And despite all the changes that we've kind of touched on yeah, over sure. like the last 10, 20, 20 years, cause it's changed a lot, but, um, Oh, well, we just talk about how, a lot how lucky we are to, like, live in Balmy. You know, he reminds me a lot because, for me, it's like, you know, sometimes when you live somewhere your whole life, you get used to it, and it's not, it's not that it's not special anymore, but it just, I don't know. But he reminds me of, like, he's like, this is Balmy. Like, you live in Balmy. <laughs> like, you live in the Mission. Like, you live yeah. in San Francisco. And it's like, it's so, I'm so lucky because... You know, a lot of my friends that I grew up with on the street aren't here no more. Mm -hmm. And for him, it's like, you know, the East Bay, like, it has its perks, don't get me wrong. But I go over there, you know, and it's like, it's just so different. Like, you, everybody drives everywhere. <laughs> and there's not, like, there's not, like, really mercados the same way, like, there are in every corner here. And there's more malls and stuff. And it, it's just, like... We were very, we, I think, to be still here just means we're really blessed and lucky. That was Fredo Uribe and Lucia Ippolito Gonzalez. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, we'll get to know Arabella DeLuco of WeXL. Episode 38 drops next Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Music for the podcast was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Original photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fourth season, we have more than 180 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can, please rate and review the show so we can reach even more folks. We love email, and we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.